What we do here is go back, 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 back. You are listening to the It's Not About You podcast by Felicia Baird. This is a lifestyle podcast where we talk all things business, self-love, spirituality, and how people are giving back to the communities around them and building them up all at the same time. Each week, we have real, raw, honest conversations with inspiring people who are doing really cool things, expanding us, growing us, and making us realize we're pretty friggin' amazing. And we have everything inside of us that we need to do really cool things too. I'm your host, Felicia Baird. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the It's Not About You podcast. Full disclaimer, if you have been listening to this podcast for the last couple episodes, then you guys know that I have moved and I am currently on a really busy street in Toronto. It's really loud. So if you hear any sirens or honking of horns, then I really do apologize because it is loud. So the person that we have on our podcast today is a very amazing person. And if you're from Toronto and you're in the you know, spiritual self-development realm, then you probably have heard of her. It's Katie Fenn. And she is a transformational coach as well as a soul goddess queen. She helps women find the most vibrant version of themselves, not just women. She helps everyone find the most vibrant, confident person inside of them and helps bring it out. And yeah, she's just been someone I've been following for a while. And I'm pretty pumped that she's on the podcast because she's got so much insightful things to say. She was also on The Bachelor Canada, but above all that, she is just an amazing human being. She's super magnetic. People are drawn to listen to her speak for a reason. She is just so sure of herself and confident, and she just wants to help people. And that is the best part about Katie is that she just has the best vibe to her. So I think you're really going to like this podcast with her. Um, If any of my podcasts have resonated thus far, especially the solo ones, then you're definitely going to love this conversation. So this podcast was recorded back in August before I went on the road for work. So we spoke a lot about some transitions that we were going through in our lives, especially me talking about my breakup and stuff. So this is a pretty open, raw conversation. It was essentially like her coaching me through this transition. So you guys kind of heard everything that I was complaining about and everything that was weighing me down at the time. So you guys are getting a little sneak peek into the Felicia Baird emotions and everything that I felt going through this. So I hope that you enjoy that. I mean, I don't think it could be as vulnerable. I don't think I could get any more vulnerable than I was this episode. So enjoy. But keep in mind that it was all the way back from August. And um, both her and I are in different places now, but the same logic applies. Just wanted to give you guys an update on my life. I am fostering a dog. His name is Benny. I got him yesterday, which if you're listening to this, it's like in November, 2018. He is... He's a little bit nerve wracking. He's basically an alien. He doesn't know anything, but within 24 hours, I taught him how to sit, which is pretty cool and stay. So we got those two down pat. But other than that, like this guy is just so oblivious to domesticated living because he was on the streets. He was a rescue from Manitoba. I don't know. It's going well so far. I, I feel a little bit stressed out. I might be a little bit in over my head if I'm being completely honest. But again, we're only like 
just over 24 hours in. So I feel like him and I still have a lot to learn about each other. I'll keep you guys updated. So stay tuned. Another cool thing that's happening with me this week, guys, is um, something that I've been kind of putting together for a while where I'm going to be going to schools and teaching grade seven and eights about empowerment and self-love and confidence. You guys know that this is kind of my mission and everything that I've been feeling for the last year during starting this podcast and starting this Instagram is just helping people get out of their own head. And that's where the Love Yourself and Mean It series came from as well. I'm going younger. I just want people to realize their potential, especially at that age, because I was so impressionable. And so I just judged myself so hard and around like, you know, mid preteen area and like beginning of your teenage life that I couldn't imagine having to be through that now with social media and stuff like that. So I just want to you know, make this movement a lot younger and just show the different types of tools that they could use um, heading into high school and how to really stand into the best version of them. So stay tuned with that too, because I'm sure I'll have a lot to talk about when it comes to that. I'm also working on a really cool journaling program right now. It's just going to be a one-time purchase at your own uh, leisure, but it's basically going to give just journaling props on how to get deeper into your most magnetic, vibrant self. I'm working on it this week. So if it's not out yet, then it'll be out um, next week. So just stay tuned with that. And other than that, we have uh, Katie Fenn. And yeah, enjoy this conversation. Again, super vulnerable and super raw, but enjoy. Love you guys. Thanks so much. Bye. Yeah, it's really difficult work. It's The idea would be that you are open to everything, but attached to nothing. You're open to infinite possibilities for whatever could happen and you're open to it, but then you're not attached to one way. And I feel like what happens is either we find that we're not open to a lot of things, that's kind of step one, but then the next level in step two is that, okay, now that you're feeling really open to things, to not get attached to one particular way of how things are going to unfold. And I think in that, when we're saying yes to things, sometimes we assume, and if we're being open, that things are always going to end up in a way that's going to feel positive and happy and good. And we'll be so, you know, we'll be feeling so amazing. And sometimes what happens is we're just open to life. And instead, the best thing for us is to, to have a disappointment handed to us or, something not go to plan or because there's always learnings and lessons in that. And so I think that that is, that's the state that we want to get to is to really trust that whatever's going to unfold is for our highest good um, and not to be attached to it going one way or the other or looking any one way. Yeah. So yeah, because it's like, how do you, I don't know, I'm going through it right now. And it's just like, you have this image of how everything's supposed to unfold. and then bam, like you get confronted with something. How, what do you say to people when they're, when they're dealing with that? Like, like, how do you explain to someone that like not to have attachment to something when they're holding on to something for so like so tightly? I think that ultimately we hold onto our attachments as a mechanism of control. And I think that it's because our minds want to try and think that we control our human experience. And while we do, and there's free will, and we have control over certain things, there's a lot that's just out of our hands. And so the more tightly that we start to grab on to one thing, we're kind of 
it's basically like we're repressing nature. We're repressing the same force that sort of makes the trees grow and the tides turn and the moon kind of, you know, become more full or not in our own life. So we're just, we're basically keeping ourselves stuck in this kind of natural process that's supposed to be unfolding because I think it also is, is just telling people to, to humble themselves basically of like, you can't control everything in your life. Like there's actually just so much that's out of our control. And that's kind of also the beauty of it too, that if we surrender a little bit more to that, like I think ultimately a lot of these experiences are just teaching us to surrender a bit, to not have to think that we have to do everything ourselves and have to control the way our lives are going to unfold. And instead to really trust that they're just going to, there's a lot of elements that are just working without us doing anything. Mm -hmm. How do you, like, what are some of the steps that you would give someone who would come to you? Because I think when I came to you, I was like somewhat into the woo woo. And then, you know, I'm deep. (laughs) Yeah. And then we're just like, dove fucking deep. But, um, like how, I mean, you did a really good job of explaining it and like being like, you have to journal it out and you have to meditate and stuff like that. But how do you, how do you explain that to someone who's more, who is more tightly wound than I was? I think that the first thing is number one, to tell people not to resist their feelings around it. I think that that's kind of step one is that people don't often want to feel into how extreme their disappointment is or it's so instead they get like angry or defensive or in denial or whatever else. So the first thing that I say to people when they're in a situation where things haven't gone to plan is just to admit like it's really shitty right now because things aren't going to plan. What I describe it as to people is like you're in the smoke like this has happened to you. You cannot change that it's happened to you. You have to accept it. And just admit, I'm feeling this really right now. It doesn't feel good. I don't feel happy about it. And I'm in the smoke and I don't understand why this has happened. So that's kind of like the step one, because I think the more at first people try and resist it by trying to pretend that it's not happening or they're mad or they're trying to make it happen again. And the first thing is just to get to a space of acceptance and, and then you feel into your feelings around that disappointment, because when things don't go to plan, it does feel disappointing and it feels overwhelming and unclear because often we cling to things because we think that that's the path. And then all of a sudden that path isn't there anymore and we don't know which way to turn. So that's kind of the first thing is to, to get clear on that. And then yeah, to, to do the things that are going to make you feel good and light you up and make you feel nurtured and accepted um, when you're in that period. So that looks like meditation or movement or seeing people that light you up or helping other people, like doing the things little by little that are going to, um, to light you up. And then the third thing is for you to start to take, you know, just take it month by month. Of, okay. Well, what this month do I want to have happen or what do I want to create? And to kind of bring, bring it back to that because we're not going to give up our attachment to outcomes and our like need to have expectations and can try and control things like this happens over time. Like I've been doing this work now for so long and I just got hit with another expectation crash, which is just in a whole other way of my, me showing where my mind was still creating stories where I thought that it wasn't anymore. Um, and so the last thing in that, and that's like the deeper work is for us to really surrender the idea that we, that we control everything. And that that's like the next level, like spiritual work that really comes into it is just this kind of radical surrender to a lot in our life. And that's kind of what comes from these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I mean, like, like my situation today when it's like, I got, 
I went the whole summer of being like, it's fine. Like it is what it is. Like, I hope he's happy kind of thing and, and dealing with that. But this today I got mad. Like I got, I got mad at the smoke and then my apartment came to me and then the podcast person came to me. It's like the minute that I was just like, no, this fucking sucks. Like my life right now is shit. And, and I'm mad at how it's turned out. The minute I did surrender to that, it felt like everything came back tenfold. The minute I just like said it out loud that like, I'm angry at the situation right now. It's yeah. Fine. The thing about it, it's like the second that you surrender and you say enough here, like enough. And then you, then that's kind of where you then have to call on the support of, of yourself or you have to you're forced to see it differently. You're like, okay, enough here. I'm like, I'm not, things aren't going to plan. I'm in the smoke. I can't see. Then you can, you just call forward a new perspective of help me to see this differently or help me to be open to new possibilities, which is then what led you onto that Facebook group, which is then what led you to, you know, think to reach out to this woman and have all these things kind of unfold for you. The second that you took ownership of it, of not only am I in the smoke, but wow, I'm really going to be ready now to new possibilities for how this might unfold is so key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Do you want to talk about manifestation? Because that's something that you talk about as well. Yeah, I love to talk about manifesting. Um, so there, the idea with manifesting is that we are co-creators of our reality. So we can create whatever reality we want. Like we really are the painters of our lives and we get to choose what we want to create. And we really have the power to do that. But the idea is that there, again, with the surrender and expectation piece, I think that that's kind of the balance is that we can create and call forward a lot of what we want in our life, but we also then have to be humble enough to know that there is so much more that's happening behind the scenes that we can't control. And that's just going to, you know, whether you call it destiny or whatever else, there are things that are just going to happen in our lives that are, that are just always going to happen. But when it comes to manifestation, the first key is just that you get super clear on what you want. And I feel like that's people's biggest issue is that they're just not clear on what they want. And the idea is if you just get quiet enough and you really ask yourself, like, what would just be so fun in my life? Like, what would just make my life so awesome? That would be so cool if I did that just to be more casual around it but to get super clear. And then you take inspired action, meaning that you take a couple of steps in that direction, or you follow your intuition as you feel called. Um, but then you otherwise let it go. You visualize it, you trust that it's happening, you act as if it's already happened and you just keep your energy up. And then you are able from that space to really attract into your life, the things that you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that because I mean, it's easier said than done. And the, I feel like for me, it's like, I manifested what I wanted, but then I had, it's going through the stuff to get you to that point of, of being open to that. Um, so I feel like anyone that's listening that they can, if there is something that they visualize and like, I feel like visualization is huge too, because if you could actually see yourself in the situation, then I feel like it becomes more more real for your brain to be like, this is for sure something that can happen because I wouldn't be able to picture it if it wasn't. Totally. I think the letting go part though is the craziest part because that kind of goes into like the, just whatever happens and having no expectations. Like, I mean, if you get what you want, great. But if you don't, something else will come along as well. I think that it's also, that's kind of where we get 
and this is a big part of my own learning, which is really frustrating, is that I kept manifesting the things that I wanted. So I would, you know, I had this job and this boyfriend and all the things that I ever, you know, thought that I'd wanted. And it was like always what I thought would be perfect. And then when I got there, I started to not actually feel so good. And then I realized that sometimes also the key with manifesting is that you want it to come from a place of what you actually truly want deep down versus what you've kind of been conditioned to want or think that you want, or maybe what you wanted at 22 just isn't what you want at 28, which is totally cool. And then we're evolving and changing. And so that as we continue, that things will continue to, to shift for us and we'll want different things. So I think that the other key is with, with this, um, is that, is that, okay. So when it comes to, When it comes to manifestation, we think that we want one thing and then we have to be open to the possibility of new things. So you want to make sure though, that you're, that what you're calling forward is actually because in your heart you want it, but also to trust that it could be this or something better and that there could be something actually better for you. And you just don't know what it is yet. Um, and to be open to the possibility of what it could look like and that it could look different. So, you know, you might have one apartment and think that it looks you want it to look one way, but then it ends up being something better. Like that was really even what happened with you and most recently with your own apartment, right? Like you wanted it to be one way, but wow, this is like a way better situation and there's less rent and it's just so perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never thought in a million years. First of all, I've wanted a house in Toronto for so long and I got that. Um, and I don't, I don't even know how to take out the garbage. Like, I know that sounds really lame, but I've never had to do it. And then when I lived in the condo, I just had a garbage chute. So the first question was, what do I do with the garbage? I've never had to do this before. But it's just like so exciting that it's something that I've always wanted. I've always wanted to live in a house downtown Toronto in that area. And then who knew, like after a couple years, it happened. Like it wasn't even something that I was calling in at the time. I was looking for a, a condo because mm-hmm. that was just what I'm used to. And then this thing that I called in probably like three years ago happened to me today. And I was just like, this is, she's like, it's not a condo. And she felt really weirded out. And I was just like, this is not a condo. It's even better. And I love it so much. And I can't wait to move in. Yeah. And think about it. It also like, what's so cool too with that is that it's letting go of the timeline. So you always knew on a deeper level that you wanted to live in a house like this. You would have never, I'm sure at the time that you set that intention, thought that it was going to end up in this way, but now it has. So you still have the thing that you wanted, but you're like, wow, I really didn't think that this was going to happen in this way or in this timeline. I've also gotten screwed over a couple of times with with that too, of expecting a thing was going to be at this certain time and being disappointed. And then you fully let it go. And then boom, there it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing, this manifestation thing. Cause I don't think, I mean, some people would think it's like coincidence, but it's not, it's like the work that you put into it. I think it's also like when I explain it to people too, it's, you know, our thoughts are energy and our thoughts are things. And so, and you know, our desires are also energy. So the more energy and thought and focus you're putting in a particular area for the desired outcome that you want or the thing that you want, then it's your, we're attracting that energy in toward us too. So it's, we're, you know, if, if you think of it just as magnets, if the more that you're thinking about this thing, the more that you're just going to pull forward that energy toward you. I think it's just at a certain point, like people call it coincidence, but just because I've been, I found out about this stuff when I was 17, 
So now I'm like, I have 50, you know, I don't even know how old I am. I have <laughs> many years of me, of me doing this and, and seeing that it's so beyond the point now of coincidence. And so many other people have had that experience as well, that I think when it happens a couple of times, people can write it off as coincidence, but eventually it just gets to the point and it's too synchronistic that you can't, you cannot deny it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. What would you say to someone right now that's listening, who's like in the smoke and and needing to manifest something, but don't like, does not know where to start. And this all sounds crazy to them. <laughs> so I would just say when you're in the smoking, you don't know what your next step is just to really ask yourself that gentle question of what would just make, what would just feel so good right now? What would just, you know, make me feel happy right now and start small. Like maybe today for you, what would make you feel so happy is that you find a froyo place that has the most delicious flavor of froyo that you've ever tried. And then you find that and that's what you end up finding today. Or it could be, you know, what would actually make me happy is to move out of my parents and move into a really great place. Okay, well, the cool start there. And instead of thinking of I need to have this really clear vision of what I'm working toward, instead, just focus on ultimately, you know, if I'm in the smoke, I want to get out of it, I want to feel happier again, like what what in my short term is going to make me feel happy? And then setting that intention and thinking, you know, and start small. Like that's also what I believe in manifesting too, is that you really kind of want to start small to sort of believe in the proof of this without moving forward. So I used to do it with like free smoothies. Like I love smoothies. And so I used to be like, I just want a free smoothie everywhere I go. And, and that would make me just so happy if I just got a delicious smoothie in my life. And then that happened. And now all the time I get free smoothie samples. I get all sorts of free smoothie stuff, but you just start, start small. Like what would be one tiny thing that would make me so happy today? Maybe for you that it's just that, you know, I meet someone so awesome. Like often when I travel, that's my only intention of things that I want to manifest. Like I just want to meet someone so awesome today and have a great conversation. It doesn't have to be like, I want to manifest an extra $5,000 and then, you know, you can work, you work your way up. Yeah, totally. (laughs) How often do you get offered a free smoothie? <laughs> all the time. Where? I want a, I want a free smoothie. All of, you know what it often is because I'll go to places and they'll have made a smoothie and they have extra runoff. <laughs> so they give that's how it comes. It's like it comes in a form that you wouldn't expect, but it's at Nut Bar all the time I end up getting free smoothies and Cooford and Kim or also Cali Lab. These are all my smoothie places and I often get free overflow smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna take that trick. I'm like, sorry, um my friend said that I can get a free smoothie here? <laughs> well, I would just say to most people to remember that like with everything, it's this balance and the stuff that we're talking about, about setting intention. So being clear about what we want, because so many people I think aren't clear and don't allow themselves to dream when they're adults and dream new dreams and allow their dreams to shift and evolve. And so it's so important and empowering to do that, to really think, okay, yeah, I'm taking responsibility for my life and I'm getting really clear on what I want and wow, maybe things haven't gone to plan, but now that I'm in this place, what do I want my life to look like? And to know that we can always create that, but at the same time to let it go, to think that you need to create everything for yourself and to really allow this openness to letting life unfold and knowing that if you're just letting life unfold, that it often ends up in a, in a more magical and amazing way than you thought that it was going to. So it's this balance between being intentional, but also letting things go and really trusting and surrendering and believing that that things are working out for you, even when, even when you're in the smoke and they don't feel like it is like the dots will always connect at the end of it, but just maybe not yet. Mm -hmm. 
do you believe in like having to like go down in you further and like having to clear, you know, some limiting beliefs and like all that shit out before you can start welcoming all of that stuff in? For sure. I think that you start, I think that each new thing that you are called to create in your life is going to demand that you go deeper within yourself and each new thing that your new challenge or setback or transition. Like often I'm working with people when they're in these like pivot points of transitions between careers or relationships or both, often both. And, and as a result of that, that's new, that's new levels of, of deeper kind of healing work that they have to do. And ultimately like you know, we have to be an energetic match for, for the things that we want. And so if you want to, if you want to have certain things, you also have to be able to, to be in the space to receive them. And sometimes what stops things from happening in our life is just our own stories about whether we deserve them or not and whether it's possible or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Cause that's something like I'm working on right now. It's just like going deep down and being like, well, why do I think I need, like, why am I so stuck on this expectation of how something should be? Like, why, why can't I just shake that? So obviously it's something within myself um, that I'm just like, it's a, like a shadow or like a judgment that I'm holding on to myself that I'm, I don't know. It's just, you have to like realize why you're thinking that way. Right. And then, and then once you clear it or you can like come to a level-headed of being like, okay, I'm feeling that way because, and you can actually just like flat out say it, no matter how shit it feels. Like I'm feeling, I don't know, insecure about the fact that I'm single in 28 or something. Right. Like nobody's thinking that except for you. So you're the only one that could shake that judgment. Right. And then you can welcome the cool stuff in. Yeah. And then it's also within that, like aside from going deeper within yourself into that shadow of why do I yeah, why am I still looking for for this? Of not tr- why am I not trusting? Why am I not trusting in my own path and my own timeline? Why is there a part of me that's still attached to looking for validation and security with another being in relationship with another person? Like diving into all that, but then also we get to create a new story around it. Of you know, of you then saying, not only am I going to look at the story that I have been telling myself about why I believe that to be true, then you create a new story of you know exactly that a more empowering story of, well, because I trust that my path is unfolding the way that it's meant to. I trust I'm because I'm building my business right now. I trust that the most incredible, amazing partner is going to come in, but he'll come into my life at a point that he and I are meant to. And I really trust in that. And you then get to create a story. So it doesn't, I find that what's difficult for people is to let go of the story completely. And so instead mm-hmm. of you just create one though, that's empowering and create one that's kind of open. And then that allows you to, again, just to have more openness to how things are unfolding, but without being like, yeah, no, everything's just unfolding and fine. Instead to really create a new story that feels empowering for you around your life circumstances. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like changing the story of like, even if someone talked to you rudely, like instead of like holding on to that for the day, just being like, they talked to me, they probably talked to me rudely because they're having a bad day and something like just changing that perspective in your head instead of being like, they're just an awful person. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's always a change of perception of, and especially when it comes to other people too, it's, it's always their own stuff. It's never you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, here's, but here's the thing. Like I say, like I have had so many, um, it's like a new layer of me realizing just like another story of, 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 of story. Like where did I get caught in a story instead of reality and what's present and what's true in that moment? 
Mm-hmm. And, said, and where did I get out of alignment? Like, I think that that would be, it was a crazy risk. And there's a reason why we also have a rational brain. That's like, Katie, maybe not like a smart idea for you to, you know, but I was like, oh my God, we're going to fall in love. It's going to be perfect. And then, it, you know, like I was literally in that story. So I made a decision that was not aligned with like me being in a rational mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. It's so funny you even said that stuff about, and even it's like this new layer too of, um, we've talked about it before and I've like talked about it all the time. Like I have my own stuff that I'm always working through on these new layers of like singleness, right? Like of me really trusting in it. But even what was coming up for me with the full moon yesterday, it wasn't really about him. It's just like, it's sad to let go of like it was also an expectation of like, wow, I really connect with this guy. Wow. He really understands my work. Wow. He like seems so amazing and we feel so connected. And for me, it's just de- like letting go of the disappointment of that. of like, wow, I really thought I might connect with this person. And again, being like, and here I am like single again, totally cool. We weren't in a relationship ever this kind of, but like, I was really excited about it. And like, for me to, again, be like, I need to really just be forward focusing on my path and trusting in that. And and but it brings up all that like same wound, right? Like the same single wound that I think so many women have, um, and I certainly have, and continue. It's like a whole new layer of it. Of like, wow, this like <laughs> this feels abrupt. Like, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's what I got caught up in the summer too. Because when I was talking to you, all I can picture in my head is you can you saying, "Are you ready to release this relationship?" And then I was like, "Yeah, I'm ready to release it, but I can't fucking release it." Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like, it's just like, I obviously miss my old life, but it's just like, I don't know. It's just fucking stupid. And then my well, mom- this like, this is like whole new level, amazing ego work for you of like looking at where, where it's like, oh, how dare you not love me now and want me now? Yeah. You know, that's like the ego holding on, but your soul made a conscious choice of like, no, we're moving here. We're feeling called to end this and, and take this time apart or whatever. And your soul knows that you're not supposed to be together right now, but the, the mind keeps wanting to like jump in to be like, what do I like? Maybe we do. And then you keep getting these smackdowns, but it's like, you just have to trust that if your soul made that decision, it was the right decision for mm-hmm. sure. Even if it's like so frustrating now that you have to deal with the ego slap of like, wait, how dare you be so happy? <laughs> That's the thing that we like, we create stories and then we like have to get these smackdowns of being like, that was just a story that you created. Yeah. Like, like there's no evidence of that. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe there was a bit of evidence of it, you know, and even if there was a bit of evidence, it still is like, it still just is what it is. But yeah, I think that it's like, it's really good that he said no, because that's your, that's your sign too of like, you know, that my, my your soul made the decision. So now it's like, you're on the path. And it, what's also, I, and I get it because it can be frustrating and just be gentle with yourself in this process of like, you know, he isn't on the same kind of spirit journey that you're on and soul journey that you are of expansiveness and growth. So his process, aside from just being a dude, but his process of dealing with the relationship is just going to be like lighter. Like it's not his path to dive deeper into like, yeah, what is it about me that still believes that this or is still attached to this or to whatever? Like I would, um, I used to get frustrated with that with like Phil and some other guys that I've dated. Cause I'm like, they're so over this. Like we have the most, like, why are they unpacking this for hours and mm-hmm. like, you know, like yeah. meditating and, and working through it. And I'm like, Oh, because it's not their path to, and it's my path to like, I chose this because I'm on this soul journey. And so 
And so I'm going to, I'm going to feel called to dive into this in a much deeper way than this person is. And that's just to like own it and to be like, okay, well, fuck, I chose this. So I'm going to be in it now. I'm going to, I'll be posting about <laughs> what I'm learning right now in the yeah. next while. Once I, uh, I got, it was like, it was so cool that it was like rapid fire lessons. Like aside from the blowing up of it, I just even noticed that like, I'm in this crazy transition, fully letting go of this identity with the lost stuff. And that's big. And I think that I was like, I was extra attached, I think to, to, to the idea of what Connor could be, because ultimately I'm like, that's a big fucking transition and I'm sad about it. And I like wanted the distraction. And so like so many, so many, so many core lessons that I've learned before on a whole new bringing level now, but yeah. Exactly. Now you have to learn again deeply. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's, that's like the journey. It's yeah. always like, just when we thought we've got it figured out that the universe is like, here's a whole new layer to this. And you're like, fuck man, seriously, <laughs> this again? It's like, yeah, because you're going to learn this a thousand times. Thank you so much for tuning into the It's Not About You podcast this week. We're happy you popped by and we hope you feel totally broken open and expanded from this episode. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. It would be so much appreciated. See you guys next week. Love you guys. Bye.